packages will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, where we bring you hot takes on commercial breaks. We are here to talk about TV commercials, good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. Are you unhappy with how you're cleaning your ears? My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Vives. Hi, Andrew. So you're really kind of catering to me with today's show, I understand. Because you love fashion so much? Because I'm a fashionista. Yeah, you're a fashionista. You're always like... Talking about new looks for the season. I say L-E-W-K-S. Yeah, you say looks that way. Yeah, I say it that way because I'm a fashionista. When you see that, when when you see on social media somebody says new look and they spell it L-E-W-K, in your brain do you say Luke like that? Who doesn't? Well, I think anybody over the age of 40 certainly. For sure everybody over the age of 40 is doing it. If you're not doing it, then you need to... Like people, we need to get these kids hooked on phonics because that is how that word is pronounced. Luke's. Luke's. Well, then what is L U K E S? More L- than one Luke, like my co-host on right. CBTL. That's also that's Luke. Okay. But it's not look. No, certainly. But L E W K is pronounced the same exact way as L U K E is what I'm getting at here, and this is why we're here. This is what we do yes. on the podcast. Yeah. So I'm just glad I was able to kick us off to a we great start tonight. We take ham-fisted take. We do ham-fisted takes on current. Slang, <laughs> yeah. probably not even current slang by the time not, this airs. By the time this airs, no, that's already a couple years old. Okay, Genevieve, hello, hi, hey, we're talking about fashion today. We are talking about fashion, fashion shows specifically. Yes, yeah, so pretty limited. I I saw this Experian ad that was set uh, on a runway, like a you know sort of a fashion show run runway fashion show type of type of setting, and I thought, oh, that's kind of an interesting. Um, like trope to apply to things that are not clothing so to be clear there are countless ads for clothing brands or stores um where the premise or the the way of showing off the the wares is done through like a fashion show Mm -hmm. right i mean that's kind of an obvious way to show that clothes look good and you know they're set in all kinds of different ways like people doing Fashion shows in their living room, mm. showing off clothes on a runway, putting the clothes on like kid models or stuff like that. That's sort of an obvious way to to showcase a particular kind of product. Um, but I was sort of interested in it more in when is it when is it an idea that a marketer thinks they can use to sell something that that isn't fashion, like basically. plungers, right? Although we don't have one for plungers. Oh, I see. Yep. Um, but but for things that aren't fashion, why? What makes somebody think that a runway show is like mm-hmm. the way to show it off? Ooh, I'm excited yeah. for real. Like as I have not had a chance to go through the commercials yet today, so I'm excited to see how this will manifest. Good, and then we'll we'll do. Then I'll con. I know I'm taking over the whole show, but I'm even t- I'm taking it over even more with a few ads that don't really fit into any particular bucket, but are just mm-hmm. really grabbing my attention lately so i'll talk about those so with our patented vives takeover segment exactly okay i think we have some special music for that and now i did listen to this voicemail we got we talked on this show very recently as in i think the last episode we did um about uh, a company that i had not heard of or it turns out i had heard of it luke later told me luke later told me <laughs> that um i'd actually been to one of these with him before on a road trip but it's uh, a place called casey's which is like kind of this casey's general store which is like a um 
It's basically a big fancy gas station store. Yeah. And we were talking about breakfast commercials. It's a gas station plus. Wait, what were we talking about last week? Breakfast commercials? Fast, no. fast deliveries. Fast delivery, exactly. And so there was this commercial for Casey's General Store, the fastest breakfast in the Midwest. Yes. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't think I've heard of Casey's. I also thought it was interesting that they were advertising breakfast beer cheese pizza. <laughs> like, there's just a lot that, like, had a... <laughs> So many bad Twisted things Twisted my breakfast. brain up. Yeah, exactly, about that commercial. But we have a very interesting voicemail from someone who has uh, who's lived it. Yeah. Somebody in the Midwest who's very familiar with this. He lived so it. We will check Casey's, in with Casey's that. pizza. I can't wait. All First, right. First, let's talk about fashion. All right, you want to start with this Experian ad? Remind me, um, I have not clicked on this yet. Experian Travel Help? No, you're thinking of Expedia. Ah, I feel like we do it every time. Okay, is it, I have a headache this big and it's got Experian written all over it. (laughs) No, you're getting farther away. Okay. You would know Experian from the John Cena ads with the purple cow. It's for credit. Or credit monitoring. Oh, yeah, the purple cow that he kind of wants to... Boink. I, you know, I think, yeah, you know, it's open to interpretation. Mm -hmm. Um, This one does not have John Cena. Um, It has instead, it's just a a single shot of a, of like a runway or a, like a sort of a a stage with a little stairs on them. It's kind of glamorous lights and and set set dressing and a very attractive young woman kind of think a little bit Kendall Jenner style, the way she looks. comes strutting down the stairs and does kind of like a runway walk with different outfits and with each outfit um it the outfit in some way and these are very like very high fashion looking outfits you know they're not they're, and she's very beautiful and very glamorous but with each change of outfit Experian is like using it to reference some feature of their product okay should I hit play on it or do we have to kind of talk along with it I'll, you know, maybe just kind of call out the outfits that she's wearing to that what what's being referenced in the voiceover. Working it with the Experian app, your credit's going to look so money. Fit check, see your FICO score anytime to find out if you're in the green. So she's wearing kind of all green, kind of a green crop top with kind of, how would you describe those pants, Genevieve? I'm sure they have a name, but they're kind of in right now, like a wide leg uh, pant. Yeah, kind of a very wide leg. In my pant. day, we called them parachute pants. Yeah, kind of parachute but with like then a very kind of, not skimpy, that has implications that I don't mean here, but a very, it's kind of an interesting contrast between a very small kind of slim fitting top with kind of big balloony pants yeah. below. I have a feeling this is going to rival the um, military show for lack of vocabulary. For lack of vocabulary. Yeah. You know what I'm going to describe this as? A modern look, but I feel like, and go with me on this, I feel like Gwen Stefani... Yeah. She had a huge impact. Kind of blazed this trail. Sure, like yeah. When Stefani, there, I landed on something that people can actually associate with. Yeah. Picture that. See your FICO score anytime to find out if you're in the green. Lamb it up with experience. Now she's boots. wearing like formal shorts. Um, and she's got a, like a little jersey top that yeah. says 13. She's getting 13. It can, it can raise your credit score by 13 mm. points. And then like a silver lame. Um, blazer. Yeah, very kind of a sporty look. Kind of, kind of uh, not sporty spice, but a, sp- a sporty look. <laughs> yeah, not sporty spice. Yeah, she's kind of all glammed out. Very right? glamorous in a very like tight, uh, slit up the leg uh, 
deep purple and pink dress. Kind of evening wear. Match with credit cards tailored to you. And look like a million bucks by saving on auto insurance. The Experian app looks good on you. Download it today and give it a try for free. So that's airing now, huh? That's what kind of inspired this whole thing? Yeah, I was just seeing it and thinking like, okay, you know, I don't hate that ad. I think the looks are great. The looks are great. Um, You know, she's obviously a very conventionally beautiful woman. Um, I think that the like... The editing is is pretty tight and like it's just it's got a cool look. It makes me in a way that the John Cena purple cow love connection doesn't work for me exactly. And I like John Cena fine Um, and I'm generally fine with cows even. But like I just think this is maybe a little more a little more forgettable, but it's also like leaves me with a with a good good feeling or like a, a good association with the brand. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a strong ad, even though it's probably not going to win any um, uh, Clio's or anything. No, I mean, I, I'll be honest with you. Um, that is the type of commercial that I don't think I've seen it before, but I could I could watch that commercial a million times. And not register and what it's not for. And even, not even tell you that I've seen it. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's just like kind of words and flashy lights. Yeah, I get that. And I, I mean, maybe... I I might be having it might be a fallacy here or like a something happening where because I focused in on it for a reason for the show I'm it's I'm reacting to it in a in a way that most people wouldn't mm-hmm. you know um, all right this one next one I just wrote you'll see my notes in the show here what a mess okay this is so nuts to me uh, this is one of those ones that I found because I went looking for it you know mm-hmm. and I haven't seen it in the wild but it's for Donate Life, which is like organ blood and organ donor, oh, okay. uh, or t- organ and tissue donor, maybe okay. um, kind of a PSA. Laudable. Laudable. Absolutely. I don't think this is the best way to sell it. We are at a fashion show and the hash, the it's like hashtag be the gift is written on the back of the, the runway. And it's a picture of your typical runway fashion show, right? There are people seated along the, the, the runway waiting for the models to come out and do their their turnabout walk walk up and down. Can I ask you a question? Yes. It's kind of a personal question, and I'm being serious here, although it's a goofy question. Have you had, since we began talking f- 10 minutes ago, have you had that um, I'm Too Sexy song going through your head? Every time you say a turn on the runway, I just keep on thinking. <laughs> I'm not even joking. Like All I can keep on hearing is on the catwalk. Yeah, yeah on, on the, the catwalk. catwalk. Yeah, so no, you're not infected with that yet. Not yet. I guess okay. now we all are. Yeah, Thank you. Sure. Thanks for incepting that one. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, so they're on the catwalk. I don't think I'm Too Sexy is that bad of a song. I mean, I know it was overplayed for, for when it was popular. But but it was like a novelty it song. It was a little novelty, but it, like, it, it had its... I understand why it kind of like got people's attention. I wonder though, for people who make songs like that that are kind of g- very goofy, right, right on the on the outside, it's like, really silly. I wonder which ones break through and how the other people who've made bullshit songs feel when a different bullshit song breaks through. Although I'm sort of poisoning the well with that. <laughs> I'm just calling right. it a bullshit song, I guess. I wonder sometimes, I have that thought about um, authors a lot of the time. Hmm. Like, I'll read, um, and I remember actually having a conversation with somebody uh, at a wedding about this. Uh, he, you know the author, I think it's, is it David Balducci? That name rings a bell. Yeah, he's like a pretty prolific uh, mystery writer. Yeah. And, you know, one of those mystery writers who just churns out, like, you know, a book and a half a year, basically. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever read one and you have 
even a slight love of literature or writing or written communication in any form, it's pre- they're pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. Like they're probably their 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 plotting is probably adequate, but they're just not well written. They're just churned out, right? They just mm-hmm. come off the the David Balducci factory mm-hmm. press, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I remember having a conversation with actually this was at uh, at the wedding we went to in Maine all those oh, years yeah. ago. Yeah, yeah. And I was chatting with somebody who was a reporter and a writer, and he was I think he knew David Balducci like mm. socially slightly, mm-hmm. and he was incensed that this author had become so oh, successful on so little writing talent. Interesting. And I think he told me that he tried to sit down, or maybe he did sit down and crank out a mystery novel on the theory that like at a minimum I can write something at least as good as this guy. Right. Yeah. But then when I started writing my mystery novel, I sort of sort of my thought too. Like I, that's why I tried not to worry about whether it was good. I just tried to get it done. I failed on both counts. No, I think that it was good, but it is not done. It is not done. You (laughs) you definitely failed on one count. The other count is (laughs) hard to measure. So I sometimes think anyway, all that is to say, when I when I'm at a, at the beach or something and I pick up a random paperback mystery novel or sort of some sort of pulpy novel and I think why did this get published you know and and why are I'm sure there are a hundred times as many you know th- thousands and thousands of books out there that somebody did finish that are at least this good yes and you know I I am not too snobby for a good page turny pulp fictiony book right no i'm not either but there's still levels within yeah, that right even, yeah absolutely like i love my walter mosley i think walter mosley for like kind of a genre writer who yeah. cranks out a lot of stuff and kind of has his and i'm you know addicted to the um uh easy Rollins series it's not high art but it is but it's enjoyable in a way that i assume some of these like who's the guy we used to? He he does. He's a writer, but he does have some really goofy commercials. We talked about them early oh, on yeah. in the podcast, and I think that was my introduction to him, maybe. And now I see his name everywhere because he's one of the world's America's Dean uh, Patterson, right? Yes, uh, something Patterson. Yes, exactly. He's and it was David really... Baldacci. I misspoke earlier. Oh, what did you say? Balducci. Oh, okay, gotcha. Um, but uh, I haven't read his stuff, and I'm always like, well, it's probably not that bad. But I guess there are levels of pulp that yeah. some is just better than others yeah some of the people who have become household names because they just can crank out uh you know a is for yeah right a murder I don't know. <laughs> like yeah you don't have it i yeah clearly <laughs> a is for alliteration b okay. is for book writing um, okay so i interrupted you you were setting up this commercial i brought up uh right said fred yes and then we started to, <laughs> then we started down the road really of, went on a, of pulp fiction a journey so, of the mind okay so what is going on in this so it's a hashtag be the gift and this is for tissue and organ donation right and the the premise here is that and i'm gonna if, if it sounds like i'm confused or the premise is confusing join the club okay. it is a confusing premise this fashion designer guy who is m- portrayed as just extremely goofy and sort of sort of like a fay um you know kooky fashion designer in the back of the you know behind the curtains who's getting all the models dressed uh but is also harried and 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 just kind of like a little out of his mind 
he keeps putting he keeps sending these models out and each of them uh what's what indicates that it's his design is that they have some version of a red bow on their dress and that's because they're the gift okay so it's a representation of like they've signed up for organ and tissue donations so they're the gift Mm-hmm. And then at the end, but it's mostly focused on his like over the top wacky performance that concludes with him walking down the runway at the end, like to thank everybody, kind of like you know, they bring the designer out at the end mm-hmm. of the fashion show. But instead, he face plants in the middle of the runway and then just says, like, it's everybody should donate organ and tissues. <laughs> So just watch it. Like, it makes Maybe no sense. Maybe it's like he needs to be a recipient by the end because he's fallen so hard. I mean, I wish it made that much sense. <laughs> if, that's, if that's the takeaway, I missed it. All right, let's take a listen. Welcome to Be the Gift Ready to Wear Fall 2019. And here's famed Italian designer Marco Pucci. It's, it's Marco. Marco Pucci. Oh, that's the author you're trying to think of, Marco Pucci. Marco Pucci, right. So, yeah, these are really big, or at least in the first one I'm seeing here, on the first model, they're like very big big red bows like kind of oversized um and you know so it's kind of avant-garde fashion beautiful people everywhere are wearing big red bows he's crying yeah he's he's like overwhelmed okay Yeah, he is really, yeah. They keep, so, they keep cutting to his reaction to these models, and he's like. As if he's like a Peter Sellers-esque comedic actor, right. only it's rough. It's pretty rough. It's rough. I mean, we're seeing him kind of crying and clapping, and now his glasses, which are like just kind of a step up from George Costanza glasses, yeah. are kind of askew on his face. Wearing the bow says you're a registered organ and tissue donor. And if you're very chic. And he said there, I don't know if you could hear that without seeing it, he says, and that you're very chic. Now he's out accepting his accolades. He's walking down the runway and face plant. Organ and tissue donors always in fashion. Like, that is a Tobias Funke level of bad acting. Yes. I feel like, I mean, did they... But it's also I feel like Tobias sh- Funke level of bad writing. Yeah. Bad directing. <laughs> bad Italian accent having. Bad coming up with ideas <laughs> What the living hell was that? What the living hell was that? Thank you. Yeah, that was my reaction too. It was wow. really terrible. Yep, what a mess. What a mess. Uh, okay, the next two are sort of sort of similar. This I, and, and again, I think they are, these are just sort of funny. These aren't particularly awesome ads or memorable, but... Just this idea that for reasons or for the very, very like the very tangential idea that X product is in style. It's it's like it's like these are these the people who are coming up with these ads just are like, I don't know what says in style, I guess a fashion show. Mm-hmm, sure. yeah. But with no further thought or creative energy behind that. Right. Mm-hmm. Like so this is an ad for Eyeglass World. And they are introduced. What do they sell? They <laughs> Insurance, Beef right? jerky. <laughs> um, it's it's a set at a, at a at a runway show, and sitting in the audience is a CGI character named Mister World, and we're given to understand that this ad is his introduction to us, the viewing, the commercial viewing audience. There are, in fact, many more Eyeglass uh, World commercials and starring. 
this little CGI character, mm. Mr. World. And it's just like... This is what actors are striking against, by the way. Well, they should because this is terrible. <laughs> I, I side with SAG if this is the alternative. You side with SAG no matter what. Um, and Mr. World is just like sort of a... Just like a thumb with a globe sitting on top of it, okay, basically. Like, right. Picture that. Okay, I am. And for whatever reason, I guess because eyeglasses are a form of fashion or eyeglasses are in style, Mr. World, Mr. World. Mr. World, not Mr. Worldwide. Mr. Yeah, no, don't get it twisted. Uh-huh. It's not Mr. Worldwide. Um, Mr. World is just at this fashion show to uh, tell us that eyeglasses are in style. Oh, hi, Mr. World here. Just oozing fabulous at the world. Okay, can I mention something that you didn't mention sure. that has actually got something going for this that, while it is clearly CGI, it is made to look like a Jim Henson-esque Okay, Muppet. that's fair, yeah. And so it's a little bit cuter than... Felt. I was picturing something that was going to be like the germs in those Mucinex sure. commercials or something like that. It's kind of cute. He's wearing glasses. But I did describe it as a thumb with a planet on it. Yeah, he's actually... It. looks very... And again, I don't think it's actually puppeteering here. Yeah. But it very much looks like a Jim Henson-esque Muppet. He's wearing a little suit and he's got glasses on with no eyes. Isn't that's that upsetting. Isn't that kind of a thing that the Muppets do, or do the Muppets have glasses that have the eyes on them? Some of I guess, them have. Sort of. Some of them have glasses with no eyes. I know you're going to accuse me of being a furry, which is not I the think, case. I think Bunsen, right? No eyes. Oh yeah, right. But I think this. I mean, I can see the appeal of this at first glance. Like it's it's a little bit cuter. I thought it was going to be like an atrocity. That's but... true. I I guess I uh, I undersold it. Oh hi, Mr. World here. Just oozing fabulous at the world's hottest fashion show. It's a good thing I went to Eyeglass World, the world's best way to buy glasses. They've got hundreds of designer brands for hundreds less than I expected, which means that I can look in vogue without going in debt. With stylish frames for hundreds less, Eyeglass World is the world's best way to buy glasses. Come get Okay, is it interesting or somewhat confusing? Oh, I guess there's a little tag here. Should I, should I let... Should I let... <laughs> Let's let Mr. World have the last word. <laughs> I'm going to let you finish. Selfie. Oh, good. good. So I, worth it. Glad I went back for that. Um, okay, I don't know if I like this or not, but okay. one thing that I find interesting is, again, if you're picturing a, a, a Muppet-style character, um, like the size of Kermit or something, but it's light blue mostly with kind of splotches of green like a world yeah they instead of the recognizable continents they just are made to look like uh, a little a, bit like a his, chin and his eyebrows a little bit of eyebrows and a little bit of i think facial hair or chin hair and it's sort of interesting it kind of made me laugh a little bit when the eyebrows moved i didn't know they were going to <laughs> i kind of didn't realize what i was looking at until like one of the continents raised a little bit i thought that was kind of interesting i'm a little bit more into mr world than you although i would say that this commercial does not really connect to anything it's it's, it seems like a real whiff on being an eyeglass retailer mascot. Yeah. Well, especially I have more of an issue with this particular setting. Like it yeah. doesn't make sense and it doesn't make what is he doing there? It doesn't really make a lot of sense. If this character has more of a 
I'm going to say backstory, but I'm not even joking. But like, if this character has been established in a in the world of this campaign in a way that I don't know right now, yeah, but maybe you can has. make an argument for. It. You don't think these no, other commercials with him are any better? I don't know if they're better, but I mean, I don't. I think that was actually the first one. You think that's the very first one? I think that's what it said. It said introducing uh, Mr. World. Oh, interesting. Okay, he definitely introduces himself in it. Certainly, yeah. yeah so anyway, I mean, I think just they just have a long way to go. If they think that this is the next Geico Gecko, like they got a long way to go. Okay, I'm. I feel like I'm being argumentative for the sake of being argumentative. Sure. I'm not trying to do that, but I would take this guy over the Gecko. I kind of actively dislike the Gecko. Yeah. I don't get the Gecko. Well, but you certainly understand his purpose in the advertising universe. You know, like, I just don't think, in terms of, like... I don't understand anymore why that connects to... I mean, other than the the name being so close to Geico, is that what you mean? No, I just mean, like, he's... Through exposure, we are all immediately familiar with what the Gecko's pitch is Mm -hmm. and who he represents. And I just think, like, Eyeglass World's Mr. World is a weird creature to gin up for whatever, you know, whatever short-lived campaign he's going to be part of. Is that an argument about exposure, though, or about the creative process? And again, I'm, I'm, I'm being kind of serious here. I just think it's like a lot of effort to go to to create a character that's like going to be in on the trash heap of advertising history like tomorrow. Yeah. I mean, the Geico. But got, is it a bit of a is it about a bit of luck and exposure and how much they pay to it, have ads aired? It is that. But I'm that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I don't think Eyeglass World is going to is going to spend the kind of money that Geico yeah. has spent making the gecko a household name. I see. OK, I in, in all seriousness, I would be interested in seeing because I'm, I'm and I won't do it now. I won't get us even more off track, but I'm seeing it like on the, the website that we're watching these on is saying you know, it's now showing me a whole bunch of other Mr. World commercials. Yeah. I wouldn't mind. In fact, Just watch one. I'm not going to do that now. I'll tell you what. How about this, Genevieve? How about you make it my assignment? And when I say you make it my assignment, I mean. Try to let me not forget that I'm making this promise that I'll try to watch some okay. before the next episode of After These Messages. And um, I will report back as honestly as I can about how I feel about the the campaign right. as a whole. Yeah, all right. Okay, sounds good. That's my assignment. What's up next? Also, I have a question for you. Have you ever been to a fashion show of any kind where people are like walking on some sort of a, a runway to show off I think fashion. like in college or something yeah. where it was just totally, I mean, just amateur stuff. Like other students? Yeah. Like, yeah, because there probably is a fashion... Uh, wow. Did you hear that Ohio accent I come sure out? I sure did. Whoa, fashion. Uh, there's probably a fashion program at Wellesley. No. No, you don't think so? I I'm, I mean, Kent State had a, had a I think, had a pretty good... Uh, I mean, I, again, well, I, don't I wanna... know there are myriad <laughs> distinctions between Kent State and Wellesley, but I don't think... I didn't mean that as an insult. I think that design is a viable career choice. Well, we don't have it there. Okay. Um, no, I don't know. People get interested in stuff, and there are clubs, and, mm-hmm. you know, people do all kinds... People do fashion shows for charity and sure. all kinds of things all the time. Um, this next one is for another uh, product that you would not necessarily associate with uh, a runway show, which is VitaFusion, um, which I guess is just like a vitamin. Mm. Um, and this is just the same thing. It's like you just have uh, it, this is all CGI or just all sort of animated, really. Uh, you have a runway surrounded by seats that I thought at first were empty, but I realized subsequently are peopled by gray old-fashioned looking vitamins and they are all blown away by this new red vitamin that is like 
totally in style now, and it comes and walks. The, the <laughs> vitamin comes out and walks the runway. This sounds like a good way to think about your health, right? Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's in style. Yeah, what's in style? What's not? Oh, so, and it's, it's it's a vitamin for women, so that's why they're doing it in fashion. Okay, I see. And it's almost. I'm looking at this now, kind of scrubbing through, and it sort of looks like it's one of those effects where most of the actual scene is in black and white, with the exception of this new fancy vitamin product that is kind of pink and and contrasty to the black and white background. It looks like this is going to go by pretty quickly. We see a couple of uh, gray pills kind of slinking off the stage as this pink one. Yeah, they're one. so over. They're so over, and, they, and their body language says that they know it. Old-fashioned vitamins are out. Side diffusion for women is in. Support for energy metabolism and strong bones is always in style. It's essential nutrition women need infused with natural flavors. That's Vitafusion. It's going to be a good day with Vitafusion Women's. So did that pill, which is just like a kind of, it looks kind of like a gummy, yeah, right? It probably is. It looks like a gummy with legs. The when, invention of gummy, gummy vitamins You're way great. into gummies, I, yeah. God, I love gummy vitamins. It comes out at first and it's holding like, or at one point it like kind of manifests a tennis racket in its hand. So it's sort of like a... It's something that can sort of change shape. Yes. I think I like meat wad. Oh, I was going to go with the uh, Molten Machine Man in Terminator 2. So we both have great references. Yes, exactly. Um, but then at one point, it turns into like a woman's dress, or I guess you should just say a dress, but like in this case, they're specifically saying something about women, and the thing sort of morphs into a dress, yeah. right? the vitamin represents all the things women like, which is tennis and dresses. <laughs> That's and then a weird it commercial. just walks off of the runway and out into a field, yeah, and then it hops it w- into a jar of vitamins. That is weird, yeah. Then And then it just goes, first of all, does that ever happen at fashion shows where you just, <laughs> you just keep turn- going? on the catwalk yeah on the catwalk you just keep going straight <laughs> right outside into a beautiful green field that's yes. an interesting that's an interesting this choice. is just one of those ones and like look at these look at these spectators they're all these gray yeah, old-fashioned kind of like vitamins it. i kind of like it i don't know it's so weird it's yeah, just it is weird. It, this one to me is like just why fashion for show. almost all of them so yeah. far i don't understand why the fashion why show fashion is show. the best is the best thing yeah, yeah. um the only one that kind of made sense for me is Experian because it's like they're saying that all these looks look good yeah. on you and they really at least made an effort in the writing to connect the outfit or the fashion mm-hmm. choices with some feature, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not saying it was like, again, not brilliant genius work, but like it 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 had an inter- internal logic and a visual style that I thought was at least consistent and are well articulated you know you were at a fashion show more recently now that i'm thinking about it because i gave you a little twirl about the room yesterday when i bought a new pair of shorts at target oh that fashion show that fashion show in which i came upstairs and i said look at my new shorts yeah, and I said those look nice. They look all right. They're they're the what is the Target brand? It's like not um, Target uh, has a clothing yeah, brand. Yeah, uh, it's like, like with an M, like marine, not merino. Mm, um, I'm not sure. I'll, I'll figure that out. But anyway, yeah. So you have been to some fashion shows. Uh, what's up next? Well, this is actually for clothing, so it sort of breaks my rule. But I thought it was sort of interesting. Mm-hmm. In 2014, Cotton, the fabric, did uh, a world Guinness uh, world record breaking fashion show that lasted 24 hours Mm -hmm. um and they got like dozens and dozens of models and most fashion shows are last like 20 minutes um but they got dozens and dozens of models um and they had them walk for 24 hours uh showing different like Mm -hmm. to show all all different cotton clothing and i mean of course the 
the gimmick was to like show like the versatility of cotton, right? That cotton can be used for so many different types of clothing and looks and everything. Um, but it's, it's just such a funny visual. You have this big white kind of uh, rectangular runway with lots of sort of like weird angles, but basically a, a circular runway that people can walk on. And yeah, they just like keep going for 24 hours. And this is this little commercial is just like a kind of a the highlights of this 24 hour fashion show. So it's sort of presented. I'm scrubbing through here. I haven't watched yet, but it looks like it's almost presented like almost like a reality TV or like a, a cheap television documentary of what this whole thing was like. We see that's sort what of the, the commercial is shot like the, yeah. kind of like we see the building of the outdoor set with the tents and everything we see, you know, as time goes on. But it's like shot in like a very kind of. You know, kind of ver modern verite sense. On March 1st, 2013, history was made. Cotton hosted a runway show. With one look every minute. For 24 hours straight. All day, all night. That's 1,440 looks from over 70 brands, retailers, and designers. That's why only cotton can truly be the fabric of our lives. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. We've got to do a show on this, although I don't <laughs> know how we can ever possibly do it, but like false equivalencies. So this voiceover just said, we did this thing, one, you know, one new style per minute, what did it add up to, like fourteen forty or whatever over the 14, course of twenty fourteen forty over memory. the course of twenty four hours, and then it says, and that's why cotton is the fabric of our lives. Wait, cotton is the fabric of our lives because you put on this event, like that's why. Well, I get I, in in fairness, you defended Mr. World. I'll okay, go, I'll, good. I'll, I'll uh, rep for cotton. Sure. Their point is, and the reason to do a twenty four hour fashion show with one fabric is to say okay. the versatility of okay. it, right? And, they, yeah. and we're seeing all these different looks, right? We're seeing casual wear, formal evening mm -hmm. wear, which to be fair, we don't usually think of cotton mm -hmm. as an evening wear material. They should have shown a baby in cotton diapers. Maybe they did. I don't know. Mm -hmm. um, but they had to get them go out once every, one every minute. Yeah, so um, babies are slow. And babies are too slow. Um, it is a note, of note you said it seemed like it had like a reality uh uh, reality TV vibe. thought vibe yeah. to it. And it was hosted by Julian and Bill, uh, I think Rancic is their name. And I'm pretty sure they met on some iteration of The Bachelor. Oh, interesting. Gotcha. No, in all seriousness, Aviv, that is a really good point. Like that, that, that's why thing. I sort of sometimes I hear that in commercials and so I latched onto it. But you're right. Actually, of all of the commercials so far, and again, they are advertising clothing, which is very appropriate for a fashion runway kind of premise. But that's actually a really good point. Like the, the, there is a point to this commercial, which is cotton is incredibly versatile for the fabric of our lives. You've won me over. All right. And good job, cotton. Mm -hmm. uh, by the way, I might have misspoke. I, I felt like they got their start on The Bachelor or some reality TV, but maybe I'm misremembering. Oh, and I'll, I'll uh, jump in here and say um, Goodfellow is the name of the particular um, – and I don't know if I, I don't I, I think Target might have several different clothing brands, but Goodfellow is the stuff that I keep on ending up with. I keep on buying these like kind of cheap slip on shoes that are Goodfellow brand and the face masks that I wore during the the heart of the pandemic were Goodfellow brand uh -huh. and whatever. So that was the brand I was trying to think of from Target. Um Bill Rancic got his start on The Apprentice. That was his reality show. You're fired for getting that wrong. Yeah. Get it? 
I get it. Apprentice jokes. Um, okay, this next one is for Geico. You didn't think we were going to get out of here without... Because there's for for every theme, either Geico or Progressive has something that fits the theme, mm-hmm, right? Sure, because yeah. they do so many. This one I actually did kind of like, because I was thinking as I was searching for this, like, oh, you know, I should search for runway as like a, a search term. And that was pulling up a lot of like plane, like airline, yeah, airplane runways. Yeah. And Geico uh, made the same yeah. connection. We are sat on it. We are inside a, the, a plane that is stuck on the tarmac. We're um, we're hearing the pilot make an announcement that you know the the stereotypical mm-hmm. vocal fry pilot voice. And our main do they say eh, fifteen more minutes. <laughs> they literally do. Do they really? And our main focus is this: these two people who appear to not know each other, but they seem to be business travelers. A woman in the window seat and a, a guy sitting next to her. And they just seem to be kind of like in, engrossed in their own thing as they're hearing this announcement. And when the pilot announces why they're being uh, delayed, they look out the window and they see a fashion show on the tarmac runway. Sorry about the hold up folks. We have some congestion on the runway and I'm being told it'll be another 15, maybe 20 minutes <laughs> and we will have you on your way. Now the woman looks out the window. And we're seeing, you know, fashionistas walking, doing their walks. Surprising. What's not surprising? How much money Evan saved. So I, we kind of talked over a little bit, but all the tag, all the connection is, is runway models on the runway or fashion models on the runway. Surprising. Good Lord. Yeah, they'll do any, they, anything can just fit like, it. There's a pretty funny little tag okay. on the end, though. Money Evan saved by switching to Geico. I would not wear that lace. I don't know. 15 minutes. <laughs> so the woman says, I would not wear that lace. And the guy's like, mm, I don't know. Yeah, and it's he's playing against type because he yeah. seems like a middle-aged uh, kind of stuffy businessman. Yeah. I just like I just thought, you know, sometimes it's the small moments that get me, but I like the I like their little interaction. Yeah, and um I kind of like the shot of the run so it's like, you know, it is women and oh, I always try to avoid this word because I don't want to say it haute couture. Is that the right did I say it properly? Sure. Um, you know, they it is them who are doing the 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 kind of catwalk out there um or the runway walk but then you do see a couple of like runway workers with their light up batons kind of getting into it a right, little like, bit like, like it's the pretty fun. workers who are who like wave the planes out yeah they were kind of getting into yeah. the vibe so that yeah it's fun fun commercial although i mean i'm just amazed by that geico like it, it just it doesn't by just saying that's surprising, yeah. like they can just do, do they can literally, literally do anything. anything. Well, yeah. You know what else is surprising? Saving $15 or more, 15% or more. Yeah. Um, 15 minutes, save 15% or more. They got us. Um, no, I think it's, I actually think it's brilliant, you know, and they can make, they make countless ones of them. Um, their marketing budget is apparently absolutely bottomless mm-hmm. and they don't all work and that's fine. Like you can't, you know, nobody's going to be batting a thousand, but I think that I like the Ge- Geico's approach of just like, just get the slogan in everybody's mind. Get the slogan in everybody's mind. And they do. Wait, hold on. I, do we have Geico now for the no, car? We, we, we switched. We are in progressive. Yeah. We but I used to do Geico and now we do progressive. So, yeah. I mean, in a, in a certain way, it's, it's And it's honestly a good idea every, every couple of years level. to just like double check your mm-hmm. rates because you can it can bounce around a little bit. And but we how did, long would it take to double check your rates? Oh, let's see. How long would it like, take? Like 17, 18 minutes? 17, no, wait, that doesn't. Like more like 12? It feels wrong. 12 no, seems, seems too short. little. Yeah. I don't yeah. Know. Anyway, we'll look it up. We'll look it I'll up. get back to you next week on that one. And if I'm looking at this correctly we have one more in this category to share yeah and this one is wild and i'll tell you if you search funny 
uh, fashion show commercial that you're going to get a lot of this. This is for Wendy's. It's from the mid 80s and it's in the height of the, you know, the Cold War or at least mm. certainly during the Cold War. And it's a very funny joke, but it feels like I don't know, it just feels like sort of extremely rude at this like mm-hmm. in this era. Maybe that's my you know, my overly sensitive, my overly sensitized, uh, you know, current cultural moment or whatever. But we are in Soviet Russia and it's like the bad, the real bad depiction of Soviet mm. Russia. Right. Like everybody. Runway walks you. Et runway, runway walks you, etc. <laughs> Thank you. Sorry. Perfectly put. I can't help it. So it's very, you know, um, authoritarian, dark. Everybody looks awful. You have this very like militarized woman like picture her like huge huge woman in like military brass she's calling she's like announcing the models or model we'll find out and as the models come out the joke is that they're all each each look is exactly the same it's the same Mm -hmm. drab blue uh shift and they just had the model just has a different like prop each time to indicate like this is a swimwear look Uh this is a formal look or whatever right 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 because in america we had the free market which led to individuality whereas everything was was the same in soviet russia should i go ahead and hit play on this hit it So that's funny. They're speaking English, yeah, but it does have subtitles because of the bad fake accent. It said, "Play, pay attention, please. Thank you." This next day wear. Day wear. This next day wear. So just this very heavy set woman in this blue cotton shift. Evening wear. Evening wear. Same exact look, but she's got a a flashlight that she like. You know the, the Gestapo. Okay, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna. Or rewind. I guess what do they call them in Russia? KGB. Oh yes, yes. Sorry. Stasi. Yeah, um, oh, that's East Germany. And I'll uh, I'll turn it up so you can hear whatever the voiceover is. Very nice. Having no choice is no fun. That's why at Wendy's, every hamburger isn't dressed the same. You'll get your choice of fresh toppings, fresh tomatoes, fresh lettuce, fresh onions, cheese, bacon, and more. Having a choice is better than not. Is next swimwear. And the swimwear is exactly the same, only the woman is holding a beach ball this time. Exactly. Still wearing a dress, still wearing a hat. Yeah, sort of a, a sort ball. of like a kerchief. And I mean, one of the things that's like I mean, of course it's that's all extremely parody and and meant to be funny, but it's like one of the things Russia is absolutely famous for is beautiful women. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> like it's like, you know, this idea that, you know, this was that there was nothing glamorous in Moscow, for Christ's sake. Well, that is interesting, right? Like, because, like, that whole Soviet bloc thing, you know? And, and the same with, like, you know, my family's Polish. And so, like, the stereotype is, like, the the stern, homely yeah. Polish woman. Potato you know? eating. Right, exactly. Yeah, but... Yeah. Um, and actually, my Bopshi was kind of like that. She wore all black at all times and scared the living hell out of so me. So it's funny because it's true. Uh, I don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> Here, let's get out of this. 
<laughs> Let's just get out of this. Do you want to? Um, do you want to continue wanna, your your Genevieve takeover? But like increased, increase my takeover. Genevieve. A cat is not subordinate to a dog. That is extremely rude to cats. Genevieve. We met five minutes ago. Now we're married. Genevieve. You know what people like about gum? History. If it gets completely fucked up, so what? All right, so this is where you just have a roundup of commercials that don't fit into any particular theme. Except that I'm interested in Except them. Except that you're interested in them. This next one you've seen because I made you watch it down here the other day. Um, this is for a drug called Intivio, which is for people with Crohn's disease. And I want to begin by saying I am. this is not a... This, I'm going to laugh a lot at this ad. It is not at the expense of people with Crohn's disease or any kind of oh, I remember it intestinal now. problems. Oh, I remember it now. And I'm sure it sucks. You just you told me nothing about this, yeah. and you said um, just watch it. And when the visual reveal <laughs> happens, and this is such a bummer that we can't just. <laughs> oh man, if only you could just see this. Um, I but see yeah, because I don't know how you're going to describe this without like the reveal is amazing. It's a pretty amazing. We have a woman who's the star of the, the story walking out of her home um, and getting in her car. And when she opens the car door, instead of her driver's seat in the car, there is a full toilet sitting there. The driver's seat is a toilet. The Everything else about the car is exactly toilet. the same. It is. I'm looking at that still <laughs> shot now. It is. And she's sort of holding her tummy. And again, like you said, and I'm not just saying this. Be, I mean... We all know tummy issues. And yes. it's a chronic condition, that's the worst. It's but the this worst. is amazing. I imagery. defy you not to laugh at this, whatever your intestinal situation is, because this is hilarious. And then they show Do we her, even get a shot of her, her inside the car from like the passenger side? With the toilet fully like Now in this the car. is an interesting move though, because they want to say that like, okay, you need a toilet around at all times. In this case, though, and I understand why. Yes. FCC norms. What have you. What have you. But she's in the car in traffic. Her yeah. seatbelt is on, but she's sitting on a toilet. Pants are up. But pants are up, and yeah. she's sitting on the closed lid of a toilet, holding her tummy like she's in a lot of distress. You would think that if you're sitting on a toilet here, open that baby up. And I mean, the, the one benefit of having a toilet as your car seat yeah. would be to use it as a toilet, not just an uncomfortable car seat <laughs> that you can't shit into. <laughs> Uh, that actually reminds me of an ad that's in heavy rotation right now on the Hulu show that I'm watching. Um, I'm watching this trashy show called Cruel Summer. Uh, that's really for like, it's just for like teenage girls and uh, I guess just teenage girls and middle-aged women. And um, there's this ad for some supplement or something, I think it is, that's like about women pooping. And it's very, I think we might have even talked about it on this show. It's it's very blunt. And it's got all these women literally sitting on the toilet with their pants down. Uh, obviously, you don't see anything untoward, but they are on the toilet. Mm. They have their pants down. They talk about pooping. Pooping is power. And they're just very, very blunt about this idea that, you know, we for too long, we have kind of uh, elided or you've been euphemistic about women pooping and my feeling I think I probably said this on the show is that you know I'm fine with this like yeah pooping is a fact of life we all do it it's not shameful but I'm a little bit like 
eye-rolly about like oh we you know we women aren't women haven't been allowed to say that they poop it's like no people haven't been allowed to say that they poop on tv and there is an argument for that 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 it's a private thing that we don't need to see we don't need to like experience the full range of human experiences on network television well i'll tell you what like we had a pretty serious conversation about the kind of the the pubic hair thing and this commercial that said you know be it was like kind of a a rap song for the commercial it was like you know be proud of your Mm -hmm. pubic hair and i was you know kind of like do we i'm fine with that i understand that like we shouldn't stigmatize everything about our bodies but do we have to be proud of pubic hair do i have to be proud of my ear hair my nose hair any kind of pubic hair and, you know, I do think that while that was my initial reaction, I do think the more I thought about it and the we discussed it, like this idea of, yeah, but especially women and then especially women of color, there has been a lot of there is stigma around pubic hair. And and the fact that a male dominated society forces has like kind of and essentially yeah. force women to shave their armpits sure. and shave their legs and and feel shame about that. So I can't kind of came around that when I hear like pooping is power, like. I get the same kind of knee-jerk reaction. Like, yeah. it's okay. I mean, I'm, I don't think we should be shameful about it. We should be able to have conversations. But do we have to – is it co-opting this idea of empowerment? Yeah. You know, like, they're, that's so that's so strange to me. And but on the other hand, I would say there's a sexist divide between, like, kind of traditionally talking about farts. Like, that okay. would be something that Fair traditionally enough. you'd say, well, that's boy talk. Yeah. You know, the boys talking about farts while the girls play with their dolls or whatever. Yeah, you're right. There's a there's a greater level of societal comfort with male, um, I guess, bathroom activities yeah. than with women. And... But I would say, like, let's all go in the other direction. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> so you and I don't usually go in for that stuff too much. So that's I understand where we're, you're coming we're from that. That's fine. Yeah. But anyway, well, that's interesting. But we should play this commercial. Yeah, so because it's not the just. The toilet goes everywhere. The toilet goes everywhere. So this woman opens up their car, her car door. You see the toilet. It's a pretty shockingly funny image. <laughs> really then is. she's driving. And again, from inside the car, you see her sitting on the toilet weirdly with Stomach pain, but the toilet closed and not using it. I mean, that it. would be excruciating, worse than just being in your car. Yeah, like, because the what body if you knows, were sitting right? Sitting on a toilet and you still couldn't use you it. You want to talk about that? Like yeah. the body knows, like when you're holding it in for a long time, and then you get nearer and nearer, and suddenly in the last, yeah. and those last thirty it's, seconds, it's, it, or it's like it's not operating. Yeah, toilet out of order. Oh no, I was just gonna say that that feeling of like when you're in. I feel like the same with peeing as well, but especially if you're in like some sort of intestinal distress. I'm sure you've had this before. And I mean, it's, it's kind of a trope at this point. I'm thinking about specific moments in my life, too. You get into a car to drive home somewhere and you're like, oh, wow. Oh, wow. I got to go. I got to go. Like the clock is ticking. Yeah. But somehow your body knows the closer you get to home and the closer like you're unlocking that door. Like you might have it kind of in control or under control in the driveway. But the closer you get to the bathroom, the more your body just sort of knows that it can it can relax and it gets. Do you know what I'm talking about? It gets incrementally closer to letting go and making it difficult to hold it in the closer you are to the toilet. That's not something that you I guess find I, to be universal. I can't, I can't say that I totally relate to that. Exact really? Feeling. It's not. I mean, a, of course, the longer you wait, the worse it gets. True. But there's and I haven't I didn't make this up, but I have experienced this. That okay. is just kind of like, OK, I could like you sort of feel that like 
if you were in the car for another I'll put five, on, I'll put it on the I'll put it on the Facebook. How? I'll put a poll. Does the what bo- is the poll? Does the body know? Question mark. <laughs> that is very Levitard. <laughs> put it on the poll, Juju. Does the body know? In fact, I literally think that might have been one. I, now I'm so twisted on this, and maybe is that something that they talked about? I. Th- I feel like Genevieve. I feel like that is something that they talked about on the show, and I, and I, you and I listened to that together. Oh, maybe we did. I swear we're in a. Yeah. Now that you're saying that, I feel like that was literally a thing that, and, and I think that he said put on the poll Guillermo back then. Does the body know? Because they were talking about this exact phenomenon That's that you funny. that you think that if you were in the car for another five minutes, you'd still be under control of this situation. But the closer you get to the toilet, somehow the body. Knows, I mean, and I swear a, they put it on the board. It's hard to do a exact... controlled experiment on that question. Okay, so anyway, so this woman is now driving around in her minivan, and she's uh, sitting on a toilet that she can't use. Now she's in, I guess, her place of work. It looks like kind of a cubicle farm situation. Everything is standard cubicle farm, except her office yeah. chair is a toilet. Again, though, still. Not useful because she's just sitting on it looking pained right. um, with the lid closed. But it does closed. put you in the mind. I mean, it, later she goes to a meal and sits on a toilet. Looks like she's having dinner with her family in a restaurant and <laughs> she's sitting on the toilet. It's, it's a real Bunuel. closed. Yes, it really, it really evokes, is. Uh, the, the filmmaker Bunuel who did a lot of like playing with um, the, inner, the the taboo of toilets at meals. And so the interesting thing here is she's sitting on a toilet at the at the you know restaurant dinner table, then gets up to use the restroom, which again kind of raises the question: Why are you sitting on this toilet? Um, although even if I were sitting at a toilet at the dinner table, I would like to not use it. <laughs> Same. So, and now we see she's in a doctor's office waiting room, sitting on the toilet. But now she talks to the doctor, and now she's finally just sitting on like the doctor's you know whatever that bed is that yeah. we all sit in the doctor's With office. With the paper on it. You do not see the toilet anywhere because now she's finally finding the solution. But what I think is very interesting is what happens at the end of this commercial and actually worth discussing, but I'll play it. When you live with moderate to severe Crohn's disease or ulcerative colitis, your day can be full of reminders of your condition. Never. I will say the way she is squirming and holding her tummy, like yeah, that's ugh, relatable. It's relatable. Oh, Gut focused yeah. and Tivio is. And Tivio works at the site of the problem. To we just saw an arrow crash into a model of our um, digestive system. Infusion and serious allergic reactions can happen during or after treatment. Now she's in the doctor's waiting room on the toilet, which can be serious. Although unlikely, a risk of PML, a rare, serious, potentially fatal brain infection. Okay, wow, uh, brain infection. And now um, she's getting the advice uh, from when the doctor. Really, to when take you this really drug. have to go, and someone's like, "You can use the toilet now. You will have to flip a coin on brain infection." I'm, I'll be like, "Yeah, mm, yep, I'll yep. roll the dice on sure, that." Sure, absolutely. I mean, also anybody who's heard this show knows I'm not really using my brain so much <laughs> anyway. Um, but then at the end of the commercial, she's back in her minivan and she's driving home. And this is, I mean, this again, is, this it is, is funny. a very comedic shot. And I don't think they're playing for laughs, but they're playing that, for attention. I think they know that there's going to be a little giggling. This is, I mean, it's definitely eye-catching. Yeah. Like, if you are in a sports bar watching You're gonna the football game this. and then this comes on, like... It is eye-catching, and people are going to talk about it and probably laugh about it, um, which is essentially good, even though the the disease itself is not funny. But in this one, so she's back in her minivan, but her her car seat is now a car seat. Everything's fine, but the toilet is in the back seat behind her. <laughs> so, couple of things here. It's kind of an interesting shot. Like, first of all, there's nobody in the passenger seat. <laughs> 
Yeah, why does the toilet have to ride so in the backseat? Just from a that What is she, the chauffeur of the toilet? Right, she's kind of chauffeuring this toilet around. It's like when I when we would want to ride in the back seat and no one would ride in the front seat, my mom would always go, I don't want to be a chauffeur. Exactly. Yeah, my parents would never allow that. Yeah. It just, sometimes like my sister and her friends would all want to sit in the back seat. But they would be like, no, 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 one of you is sitting up front. I'm not yeah. driving you around so you can ignore me and giggle in the back seat. But anyway, so this woman is driving and, and she's the toilet is in the car with her, but it's now in the back seat. And I think this is interesting because, number one, it's, an, it's just a hilarious visual. But I do think it's intentional on the part of these companies when they are selling a drug to say that, like, this is going to help with your symptoms or with the disease itself but it is not a cure right and i think in this case it is saying that like yes the toilet is now in the back seat but it's still part of your life yeah. i mean and true like who who doesn't have a toilet as part of their life <laughs> you know like, will always be part of your life but i don't i think it's it's almost like showing when you have the again moderate to severe which is the um description here but the moderate to severe plaque psoriasis commercials you people you see people with um with more intense skin disease at the beginning and then at the end they're living a, a normal life and they're happy but there's still some plaque psoriasis on their skin right because i think yeah. the companies I don't, I don't know if it's a legal thing but they want to they want to you know sort of show you that it's not an end-all be-all but it's a it's a moderating of your symptoms Intivio helped many people achieve long-term relief and remission ask your doctor about Intivio. Intivio, Intivio, Intivio. what do you think of that jingle i'm not a fan Intivio, Intivio, Intivio. i don't mind it I don't I don't love it. It feels a little forced. All right. What's next? All right. This next one I've been seeing a lot and I'm just sort of baffled by it. I'm, I don't think you've seen it. So I, I, I have. Really... Oh, I, you have. Seen I it. have. It came on the other day and I think you told me to watch it and Did I hate I? it. Yes. OK. <laughs> Thanks. I hate it. Um, OK. So then it was during one of your benders. <laughs> That's why you don't remember. No, I don't know why you you did call this to my attention because I'm still confused as to whether or not this is the first in a series of commercials or if I'm joining the campaign midstream. I guess I'm confused too. I've never seen another one okay. related to this okay. campaign. This is this is shot at what is I guess a summer camp and it is set it's it's meant to evoke like a summer camp horror movie, mm -hmm. right? Uh, Friday the 13th being the obvious like you know, top of the heap example. But, you know, there have been all kinds of summer camp massacre movies through the years. Um, so it's this it's called it's a, it's it's meant to be a horror story. But the premise of the horror story is that all of these teenagers who I guess are iPhone users are seeing their friends and their other campers become uh, converts to this Galaxy Z flip. Mm -hmm. Which is one of those phones, uh, like an Android phone that like that folds in the middle. Mm -hmm. it's, it's obviously a smartphone with a touch, yeah. with a, with a touch screen, but the technology is now that it can fold in half in your pocket. Right, right. Which I'm very tempted by, and I'm getting close to probably new phone time, like yeah. probably within a year. I'd be curious to see. I don't want I don't want to get one until I see how well it works, but I'd be curious if you get one. We probably have made this exact analogy on the phone before, but I grew up in a generation where the coolest thing in the world were. Um, were headlamps on a car that pop up. Yeah. But we also grew up in a generation where when we expressed our joy of those, our parents said, they always break. They always break. And one of them is going to be sticking up at all times. And yep. so I think that I have that sort of, that has been pounded in my head that I'm just waiting for it's this phone so to break. It's just so hard for me to believe fragile. that it will not be fragile. Yeah. But I don't know. Um, I've never seen any, but I've never seen one in the wild. Now, granted, 
everybody I know has an iPhone yeah. except you. So I don't know what it, I mean, I just got to get a Android class of friends, I think, and figure mm-hmm. out like what's mm-hmm. going on with we the We should Android swap phones. out our friends. Um but so so as as we go through the the one by one, the kids start getting converted and they're just you know, it's it's like um like a a disease that catches them or a, an, an evil presence that that takes mm-hmm. them over because once you use it you can't go back once you see it I once think, you, you see can't, it you can't like, even go back yeah, yeah there's like a group of campers and they're like have you heard have you heard once you see it you fall in love and right sort of like, like the ring or yeah something. and one of these i guess high school age girls is like well i won't fall for it but then she sees across the camp somebody and, flip it open and this is the craziest moment to me she see she realizes that she's falling for it and she screams to her still iPhone using friends like, run! Yeah, like why? What? It just seems like such a weird pitch for this product. It does. Have you heard about this Samsung flip phone? You only have to look at it once. It's crazy. <laughs> and then it gets like stuck inside your mind or something. And the only way to stop it is to switch. That was like the dumbest thing I've ever heard. I'd never switch to Samsung. <laughs> Leave now. She says, leave now. It's also interesting. This is, you know, we have seen this on our, you know, whatever, our streaming services or whatever. It is interesting that they all have, are those Australian accents? What are those accents? I'm they really bad British. British. Yeah, I wonder, like, that's an interesting element of this yeah, as well. It's not, I don't think it's for the British marketplace, unless it was made for that, and now they've brought it over here. But, but it's, it's a very American-looking very, scene. And it's a very American trope, yeah, right? I mean, I don't, I'm totally. not saying that we have a lock on that, but I do sort of feel like the idea of this wilderness summer Nothing camp by a lake is very... Uh, Great Britain, anyway. Yeah, that's, that's very that's a very strange decision, and also they're whispering, and you can't hear it that well. Yeah, yeah. If you're playing off of the trope of an American horror film set in a summer camp, why are they all British? I almost feel like this is one of those overcorrection things where the the Pepsi of whatever mm. the the brand is, you know, which obviously Android and Samsung are the Pepsi to the the iPhones Coke, um, is too focused on positioning themselves as the underdog mm. and it they kind of overcorrect in this way that makes oh, them seem like yes. too kind of kind of apologetic for being good because the premise here is that like iPhone users don't and I will say this is true in real life like Oh, they're horrible snobs. It is so weird. It's so weird. Like, I like my phone. I, I, never, I, don't, I like... don't think the iPhone is bad. I just happen to use the Android. Yeah. And actually, I mean, I do think that the UI actually is a little bit better with Android. But I mean, we all have our uh, we all have yeah. our uh, opinions you're on that. You're used to what you're used to. But I guess it's thing. because of the market share, because so many people use Apple phones. And if, there were some limitations if you're on a text chain. True. The fact that I call them Apple phones is probably part of my problem. Um, but like I, I would hear people complain like, oh, God, the purple bubble comes right. up and you can't use emojis on the text chain. And you can't like there are various functionalities that if everybody is using iPhones, you can kind of create groups easier yeah. and do this built in functionality that if somebody like me is on that on that text chain, it kind of fucks up their experience a little bit. I guess that's where it comes well, from. Well, there's this very but funny. But it is astounding. And that's what 
what this commercial is going for. This idea of this is like iPhone users don't want to even acknowledge yes. that an Android might be useful. There's a comedian that I follow on Instagram who does a bit. He happens to be a black man, um, and he does a really funny bit about how the last acceptable prejudice in America is Android users. <laughs> and he kind of does this long riff on like all the way, all the all the analogs to old timey racism mm -hmm. that people who have Android phones are subjected to. It was very funny. Yeah. Um, okay, well, I will give them, while I think that commercial is a mess in a lot of ways, I will give them credit for, and maybe even overcorrecting a little bit. I'm not sure if that's sort of like trying to punch up at your competition is necessarily the best look, but they are trying to connect to something of real life, I guess. There, that's which true. Is, yeah. yeah. I thought the one for the Android from years ago now where the people stand in line waiting mindlessly for the iPhone and we see the guy who has the, yeah. the bevel for the haircut. Yeah, that was... That one that, always that stuck one, with me. I thought it yeah. was great. Yeah, I think so too. That one hit hard. All right. This next one is someone I've just... It, this is barely even a commercial that I want to talk about. It's just a thing that I want to talk about and I'm aware of it because of a commercial. The product itself? The product itself, which is this Disney original movie called The Slumber Party. Have you heard of this? No. Okay. Well, have you heard of a movie called The Hangover? Yes, involves a face tattoo and a tiger. Yeah, that's exactly right. So we all know The Hangover, Zach Galifianakis, Ed Helms, um, and the other two. Mike Tyson. Mike Tyson, no, uh, Bradley Cooper. Mm -hmm. um, and then there's like a fourth guy who uh, is basically like missing for the bulk of the movie. There is this woman, um, I think her name is Jen Marmot, maybe. I can't remember if that's her exact name, but she's a children, like a preteen young adult author but like really young adult not like the hunger games young adult like mm. younger than that she wrote a book called the sleepover and it is an exact retelling of the hangover with teenage girls as the protagonists and instead of and get, one of them goes missing yes everything that happens in the hangover happens beat for beat in this story except that instead of getting drunk and not remembering what happened these girls hire a hypnotist and the hypnotist makes them forget what they did the night before. So the entire mm. story of the book and then now this movie that's been made from it is exactly beat for beat. Like, Not like no face tattoos. She shaves her eyebrow off. Oh, interesting. So every single thing that happens in The Hangover, which is like one of the most adult movies in terms of content and mm -hmm. themes, is has an analog in this movie. So instead of finding a tiger in their bathtub, they find a bunch of baby ducks. Oh. And um, instead which of... Which is much easier to deal with. Which is much easier to deal with, but maybe not if you're a 14-year-old girl. Would you rather fight one regular-sized <laughs> tiger or a bathtub full of baby ducks? <laughs> I'm going to say ducks. Yeah. Um, they, instead of the Zach Galifianakis character, who, if you'll recall, is um, he's the, the brother-in-law of the uh the character who goes missing mm -hmm. he's not or the, like, he's, or the soon-to-be brother-in-law of the character who goes missing and he's an, he's a bit of an outsider he's an Nobody outsider really likes him. he's a one-man wolf pack wolf pack of one um and he's he's socially awkward and weird i mean and the the girl that they have who's the reason uh she's even dr the girl who's like gonna be become the stepsister of one of these girls so she's the outsider mm -hmm. they even have her with a bag that looks very much like the man purse oh that's right yeah he had that a bag he has me, yeah. i mean they they have gone to great lengths to mirror every single aspect of the of the hangover but 
for teenage girls. It's like the kids' bop of movies. But is there an actual, like, some sort of inter- intellectual property, like, connection here? Like, did they... I think somebody just had this idea. But they're allowed to just do that? <laughs> and I guess they're allowed to just do that. <laughs> okay, and so this is a trailer for that movie? Yeah. And, oh, and this the best part is that this is the only thing that could make me even tempted to watch it, is that Titus Burgess... <gasps> Is the hypnotist. Oh. So I doubt he's in it very much, but he is, uh, he, he's like heavily featured in the, in the promo. Um, and Titus Burgess, sorry, that's, that's the actor's real name. Yeah. Titus right? Andromedon was his yes, character okay. name oh, so, on Kimmy Schmidt. Okay. So I wasn't wrong that he plays as a character named Titus as well, but I knew who you were talking about. All right. Let's take a listen to this. Oh my gosh. What did we do last night? You are not missing an eyebrow. Oh, jeez. Yes, I am. I don't remember anything. I don't remember anything either. Guys, I think we have a bigger problem. Where is Anna Maria? It's my birthday. We need to think big. Yeah, they just went 14 hours earlier. Tonight's going to be different. Anna Maria, let's have some fun. And Paige, tonight's going to be epic. Oh, yeah. Let's do this. Sorry I'm late, guys. Oh, my gosh. The across-the-shoulder bag. Yes. Mesmer, the hypnotist, has arrived. <laughs> Shall we begin? Okay. I'm actually down with hypnotism. Tonight, be your most authentic selves, void of inhibitions. Eyes closed and the magic doesn't work. Pull the sound of my voice. Three, two, one. Where's Anna Maria? Okay, What's should we happened? watch this whole thing or do we get do we get the premise here? You got the premise. Yeah. Um, if you saw The Hangover, you know the whole story. That is astounding. I want to look It was up. like a search and replace with The Hangover. Yeah. I wonder... I, I'm really I'm really. And I don't know why curious. they called it The Slumber Party, because the book is called The Sleepover, which oh. is a much better Good point. sort of like uh, translation. The Sleepover, The Hangover. Yeah. Huh. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind I read this note from Catherine Genevieve, but I did not click on the link attached. So I am very intrigued as to what we're about to see. Well, I'm really glad Catherine uh, brought this to my attention because it's extremely weird. Um, Catherine says uh, that she saw this commercial while watching TV and was confused by what the creature in the back of the car is supposed to be. So what we're watching here is um, we're, we're like looking through, uh, primarily, we're looking through the, the front windshield of a car. There's a guy driving and we see him sort of, uh, at, as, the, as, it, as the commercial opens, he's swerving because a big truck didn't see him in its, uh, mm. in its rear view or in its, you know, on its blind side and almost hits him. And then this character that's sitting in the back of his seat, which is not a toilet, <laughs> is like, um, it's hard to describe, but it's like a big beefy guy in a big furry yellow suit with sunglasses on and strange black tufts. Sort of black tufts coming out of his 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 hair and you'll realize fairly quickly that he's meant to be a, a bee like yeah a, i was about to say this is like a really bad cosplay a, bee with like face paint sunglasses yes. and this but it's just like 
other than I guess like be careful, there's never any real explanation of why the person or the character delivering the message about always um, pass on the left when you're passing a big truck, which is the message of this ad, needs to be a B. Yes, at one point it, it even, I'm just scrubbing through, I haven't watched this yet, but it sniffs a flower at one point. I see it said something like, don't buzz the truck. Maybe that's why, but also, but that's, that's not a thing. But that's working backwards. Yeah, that's though. working backwards, exactly right. This looks very low budget, and this this creature is very, this bee is very upsetting looking. It's upsetting. In, in the low budgetness of it. It looks <laughs> yeah. like, you know, it's wearing this bee face paint, I guess, but it looks like it was applied the night before the shoot. And, he slept <laughs> and they in just it. said, like, try not to roll it, sleep on your face, I guess. Yeah, exactly. Exactly here. Oh, no. Ow. He never even saw you coming. What? You have no business hanging out in the nose of blind spots where the driver of this 80,000 pound truck can't see you. Don't buzz the bumper or ride up on the right. All right, I get it. Stay out of the no zone. Get the facts at kansashighwaypatrol.org slash no zone. Oh. Mm. Yeah, because the thing is, a bee in the car would present it. It, it almost seems like a mayhem commercial, right? I is thought, there a mayhem commercial with a bee? There should be. No, that would be a great mayhem commercial. And I thought, as I was watching, I was like, oh, this is going to be about, like, um, yeah, a bee creating some kind of distraction, either as a real danger or as a metaphor for something else. But no, it's just, they just dressed this guy up and gave him a weird voice to deliver this un basically unrelated message. Is there a chance this is one of those things where somebody just knew a guy with a outfit? A B outfit? Yeah. I mean, very strong possibility. I was really excited to kind of check out the comments on this. There are zero comments. This That is, means they turned them off, right? Yeah. Um, no, it looks like I can comment, so I could write da fook <laughs> if I wanted to. I also see that it's relatively new. It was just published last month by the, um, oh, I see on the marketing. It's MB Pilot Advertising and Marketing. So if we did leave a comment just saying, can you explain why this is a B, they, somebody on their social marketing team would potentially see it and respond. As someone who is often has to respond to questions that nobody needed to bother asking, I'm going to ask that you not do that. Not your average PSA. So again, this was written, this description was written by the marketing team that presumably made this and posted it to their YouTube channel. Right. Not your average PSA safety campaign. This series was developed for the Kansas Highway Patrol. Imaginary characters pop up in the backseat to educate the driver about commercial truck no zones. Parentheses, so we knew a guy with a bee costume. Yeah, I'm wondering, they make it sound like there are, oh, okay. Okay, okay. I've ones. clicked on more videos and there is one with a chicken in the background. One of There's... them has a bee and a chicken and a T-Rex. Let's watch All right, that let's one. just like get to the bottom of this. Let's just do this. Everybody just cancel your four o'clock, okay? <laughs> and I'm talking about your four o'clock tomorrow. Okay, this is all three characters together. This is a dinosaur. Yeah. A dinosaur. And one of those big stuffed uh, T-Rex outfits yes. that you see all the time. I saw one recently. This actually. is definitely, we knew a guy with this costume. And then yep. the third one is a chicken for Which is some like a reason. $15 chicken mask from Amazon. See that truck? It weighs over 80,000 pounds. Takes twice as long to stop. And is three times deadlier in a crash. Trucks have dangerous blind spots, we call guys. No zone. Got it? I got it, I got it. The stress is making my feathers fall out. Oh no, brain freeze. 
Now stay out of the no zone. Get the facts at kansashighwaypatrol.org slash no zone. A cab. I just, highway patrol. I um, I just what I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, but uh, Catherine, thank you for alerting us to this mess. <laughs> and then finally, um, I'll set this up again. I mentioned at the beginning of the show uh, last week on the show, I played this uh, commercial from Casey's General Store. Um, again, this is that sort of Midwest gas station superstore sort of. We see a man. He's waiting in line for a traditional fast food breakfast but like he's in his car the the drive through line is super long he looks bored then a guy comes up a cowboy comes up on a horse next to his car and the first question that the guy in the car has isn't why are you on a horse why are you a cowboy where am i he's he says how did you get your breakfast so quickly which as you pointed out raises a lot of questions about why this guy knows so much about the cowboy's timeline that morning but yeah. anyway take a listen go ahead and give me your order Whoa. Howdy. Hey, where'd you get that breakfast so fast? Casey's. Fastest breakfast in the Midwest. Try Casey's new ultimate beer cheese breakfast pizza, breakfast burrito, or a new bacon, egg, and cheese biscuit. Wow, that was fast. And now get a breakfast sandwich or pizza slice plus Casey's premium bean to cup coffee for just four bucks. Pee in a cup coffee. I rode a horse once. I do think the tag of him saying at the end to the cowboy, I rode a horse once, is kind of funny. Kind of, although it owes a lot to I'm on a horse. Uh, what is that? Oh, my goodness. That's that's commercial royalty. That's uh, the... that's the. Um, oh, 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 Old Spice. Old Spice guy. Yeah, right, right. I'm on right. a horse. I'm on a horse. Uh, we got this voicemail. Hello, listener Cal here calling in from Omaha, Nebraska. Checking in from the Midwest. I was just, um, after listening to the most recent episode, <laughs> talking about that Casey's ad. Wanted to to talk about the, the the craziness that is Casey's. They've been rapidly expanding and buying out all sorts of gas stations throughout this whole area, and they're they're everywhere. Um, and they they push really hard in the food. But the the funny thing is is that they actually were kind of notorious um, for a long time now for having like really good pizza even before gas stations really moved into food. I don't know if there was ever like a pizza shop that was a part of it. I've I've always known it as Casey's Pizza, um, but in all honesty, as far as like fast food pizzas go, it, it certainly ranges above you know Domino's and, and Pizza Hut, and a lot of people like it. And I don't know if this is also a Midwest thing, but just all of the gas stations around here are pushing really hard into being competitors with the likes of you know McDonald's and 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 kind of those fast food places as well. So. It's definitely um, an ever-present thing here, but I do have to say that realistically, uh, nothing is really all that good outside of the pizza. <laughs> so it's, it's certainly not. Um, <laughs> it's, they're not. They're not providing a, a higher quality product, and uh, stopping to the gas station never really seems all that much faster than a fast food drive-through on the way to work, anyways. But uh, they are known for the pizza, and the pizza is quite good. So figured I would just share that little tidbit for you. All right, thanks, guys. I think that's legitimately interesting when you're talking about the market there. Yeah. Um, and also, it makes this commercial make even more sense. Totally. Like, because it is true that, like, I feel like if the food is going to be edible anyway, I, I would even... Well, I know I have a thing with drive throughs anyway. <laughs> but if I can just run into a place and grab some food 
and like just wait in line yes. for a couple of minutes and, and have somebody check me out along with, you know, getting a pack of gum or whatever. Like if the quality is comparable, I'm interested because it is usually it's not, stand, you know, sitting in a, in a, in a line of cars yeah. that once you're engaged in, you kind of can't get out of like yeah. that is a very unappealing situation for me. So I think it's actually a really interesting market play. Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I will say that in my experience, getting a breakfast sandwich in a foil wrapper from a from a gas station is not as good as even the low bar of a Burger King or a McDonald's. They they know what they're doing at those places a little bit better about keeping the food warm uh, and not totally just sitting there. For one thing, their turnover is higher, so mm-hmm. you don't have the same yes. sandwich sitting in under a heat lamp for an hour. Now, maybe if you're Casey's and you're doing better business and you're turning them over faster or you're making a concerted effort to make the quality good, it's more of a draw. And so these ads make sense. Having said all that, and I'm very interested in the idea that they're good, that they are known for good pizza. Will somebody, for the love of Mike, go try the beer cheese breakfast pizza and report back? Because I just have to know if it is like edible. I mean, it looks disgusting in the pictures. It looks disgusting. And also, I just kind of can't get over the incredibly strange juxtaposition yes. of beer cheese for breakfast like specifically beer cheese, breakfast beer cheese. like as i mean I we know. associate beer and i know that it's not i know that it doesn't contain alcohol no. but either way like that is not something you associate those are not flavors that you associate with the morning like, crack into some beer cheese yeah. pizza for breakfast yeah and i like beer cheese but i think of it more as like a pretzel topping hmm. um i don't think of it as a breakfast cheese is that what beer cheese is it's like a, a, Often, a yeah. orange dippy cheese yeah Yeah, it wouldn't be for you oh i thought it was just like regular pizza cheese but it was going to have a little bit of that kind of cooked in beer taste no i think beer cheese as my under my understanding of it and i've made it before i made it for those pretzel bites that i made for um, that that holiday party it's a a beer it's a cheesy sauce that is a little more um it has a different texture it's not like queso or something it's got this particular beer cheese uh, texture and flavor that's quite good on a pretzel, but to me would be so out of place in a breakfast context. Now, look, they're every day they're expanding what can be had for breakfast, so it's a brave new world. But somebody eat this pizza because it looks disgusting in their ads. And I'm certainly not doing it. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. Took us on quite a few journeys tonight, Genevieve, and I appreciate that. That's a fun show. If you would like to reach out to us, you can do so various ways. First of all, we'd love to hear your voice. Call us at 607-444-5597. You probably spend a lot of time thinking, I want to reach out to Genevieve and Andrew, but I don't know what their preferred method is. You're hearing it here. Our preferred method is the phone line, the voicemail line, 607 444 5597. What if we implement a new rule that you answer the phone once a week and one lucky listener gets to talk to you randomly? If I knew when the phone was ringing, I guess I would pick it up, but it's not like the phone rings physically somewhere. Okay, we'll uh, we'll figure that out. You didn't know that I have a room in this house that you don't know about that has one single red phone in the middle of it? I would love to discover and we ring, have a ring, room rings. that I don't know about in this house. Six oh, you can't have it for your crafts. <laughs> I need it for crafts! 607-444-5597. Who knows? One of these days, Genevieve might pick up. You can also email us after these messages show at gmail.com. We also have a room with one old 
<laughs> a Commodore computer in it. And that is where the emails go. After these messages, show at gmail.com. You can check out my YouTube page. If you go to YouTube, uh, look for After These Messages podcast. You can see all of the. I said my YouTube page, which I feel bad about that. I, I'm the one who's been uploading a bunch of old it's commercials found on VHS yours. tape. But it's ours. It's ours. The community of After These Messages. Um, but do look for After These Messages podcast on YouTube if you want to find that baby. And of course, you can join the conversation that is always happening at the Facebook group. Just go to Facebook and look for After These Messages podcast group and you will be invited in. All right, everybody. Thank you so much. Hope you have a great week. We'll talk to you next Tuesday. 401ks, Bobos, Yuppies.